I'm proud that I was able to read the book as if I was hearing it for the first time. In some ways, I was. The word that actually gave me the most trouble was the word sixth, because there's three consonants back to back, and I really want to give all of them their full pronunciation. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet Mark Moore, teaching pastor at Christ's Church of the Valley, and Terry J. Stokes, youth pastor at the Reformed Church of Highland Park. Tune in to hear what inspired these authors to write books deeply rooted in their Christian faith, what it was like for them to record their audiobooks, and what they hope readers will experience through listening. Enjoy! Hi, this is Mark Moore. I'm the author of Quest 52. I wrote my book because I've been teaching the life of Christ for 20 years. And Quest 52 is kind of a culmination of what I've learned in the classroom for my students, but also for the last 10 years, I've been a pastor in a local church. So I'm I'm combining the academic side with the personal side and trying to move Jesus from the paper to a person that can actually bring change into people's lives. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be marathon. I mean, reading not just the standard edition, but the student edition back to back, it was a long process. But man, Penguin Random House and particularly Richard did such a wonderful job to make it a smooth experience for me. But the other thing it did was it helped me to hear the book. And honestly, I got excited as I read it because I thought, wow, I mean, it moved me. And I knew what it said, so I hope it moves you as well. I had trouble pronouncing the word litigatable, which is not how you pronounce it. That's how I was pronouncing it. And my wife has been listening and reading in, and that's not what the word says. I had to Google it and type in litigable pronunciation. And that's how I know how to pronounce litigable. I'm proud that I was able to read the book as if I was hearing it for the first time. In some ways I was, because to put it on paper is different than hearing it and receiving it in your soul. So you're gonna notice, particularly in the chapter where Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, man, I was in the garden with him. And I just hope that for multiple chapters, you look down and expect to see Palestinian dust between your toes. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast, well, not Pee Wee Herman, not Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Gosh, you know, if I had anybody, I'd probably want Jesus to do it, but I'm not sure that's possible. So I'm just going to go with Mel Gibson. How about that? The last audiobook I listened to that I loved, oddly, was part of the Great Courses series on the Dead Sea Scrolls. And man, I learned a lot. The content was really rich. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is when I'm driving in my Tesla. Like I will look for any excuse to be in my Tesla. So plus, it's such a comfortable car to be in. It's just like the whole world disappears and I can just focus on what I'm listening to. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Of all the people who might have first witnessed the birth of God's Son, 
<laughs> no one would have predicted shepherds. Shepherds were low class in Mediterranean culture. Their work caused them to be ritually unclean. And these particular shepherds were stuck on the night watch. They were marginalized even among their peers. Yet it was these lowly shepherds that God chose to be the first witnesses of the good shepherd born in the city of David. Don't miss the irony here. David was the shepherd king whose royal heir, Jesus, was birthed in his hometown. The moment was marked with an angelic announcement, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Hi, this is Terry J. Stokes, author of Prayers for the People. I wrote my book because I was trying to find a way to invite God into some parts of my life that I had not previously thought I could pray about. It started out with a lot of prayers about dating and romance and friendship, and then sort of expanded from there over the course of the next nine months. I was inspired by the Book of Common Prayer and the colics that are in the back especially, which have to do with certain themes, certain topics, or certain times in the liturgical year. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be rewarding. Because as a musician, I've been in recording environments in the past, but it was really cool to flip from a music setting to an audio setting and to do voice recording. It was great to be able to work on my pacing, to work on my projection, and it was a great team that I had the privilege of working with. It was a privilege to work with someone who understood the background of the book and who I got to know over the course of the process. Like I mentioned to my production team, there were several words in the course of the book that I had really only ever seen written down and never heard out loud. But the word that actually gave me the most trouble was the word sixth, which I'm still having trouble pronouncing even now in this moment, because there's three consonants back to back, and I really want to give all of them their full pronunciation, but it's phonetically very, very difficult to do. Sixth, sixth. So that was the one that we had to just punt and say one, two, three, four, five, six instead. I'm glad we did that. But there were other words like presbyterate and the word respite came up a lot. That was one where I was not sure if it was respite or respite, but you know, had to just choose one and go with it. I think I'm most proud about my ability to remain consistent to a certain degree with my pacing, my inflections, but then also at the same time, balance that with a desire to really infuse emotion and kind of like a genuine reaction to the words that I was reading. And I was saying to my production team that usually when I officiate morning prayer or lead liturgies in church more broadly, I have to read in sort of an even pacing so that folks can read along with me. But with this kind of project, the nature of the prayers is so much more personal and unique and full of slang and vernacular that you don't want to be too wooden with it. So I think I'm proud of my ability to try to kind of balance those different needs. I think with the audiobook in particular, I'm excited for listeners to hear the 
inflection and the pacing of the music related prayers, especially because I tried my best to read the references to songs and lyrics and album titles with a similar cadence to how they come up in those songs. And so I think there's maybe a particular flow to those prayers that will only come across in the audio version. I think B.B. Winans would be an amazing narrator for this book. I referenced C.C. Winans in chapter eight, but I don't think I specifically mentioned B.B. Winans. For those who don't know, he's a gospel legend and he and his sister Cece sang together for most of the late 80s and 90s. And then they went solo and did their own careers. B.B. has this amazingly resonant voice from the basement of the bass all the way to a high tenor range. And the moments where he's like doing the classic R&B thing of stopping in the middle of the song and talking to you, it's just truly amazing. And I want that voice for my audiobook or for any future audiobook that I do. A few of my favorite places to listen to audiobooks or podcasts or music are my little Toyota Prius, Donaldson Park here in Highland Park, the gym, and just throughout town as I go on short little walks. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. The basic unit of the church is not the family, but the friendship. What is radical about the church is not the binding of people who are already tied by blood or marriage, but people who would otherwise have no tie at all. I wrote those words in my journal while reading Wesley Hill's Spiritual Friendship, which was not only a significant stepping stone along my journey to affirming theology during seminary, but also an occasion for me to participate in the larger resurgence of attentiveness to friendship and a corresponding de-emphasis of the nuclear family that I've seen over the past few years in the church circles that I'm a part of. I've struggled to find deep, consistent, present friendships in my short adult life. No doubt, I've found great friends in individual chapters of life, but I've often struggled to carry those relationships over to the next chapter. From college to a year-long intentional community program to seminary, to my current chapter as a youth pastor living alone in a new town. I've moved around quite a bit. And the answer to the question, who are my people, has gotten redefined, if not undefined, each time. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.